All right, folks, this is Evangelist Mike McCurry, and I am greatly privileged today to have a special guest with me on the Bible Tract Echoes radio program. Now, you may be listening on your normal radio that you like to listen to, that station. Maybe you're watching on YouTube or on the podcast version. Regardless, I want to say thank you so much for your listenership. Today, I'm joined by the chairman of the board at Bible Tracks Incorporated, Pastor Joey Watt. Now, you have a lot of other hats that you that you wear as well. You have grandfather, husband, dad, all of those things, and of course, pastor. But for those that might not be familiar with who you are, Pastor Watt, just give a short synopsis of all the different hats that you wear right now. All right. Thank you. I'm uh, delighted to serve with you on the board of Bible Tracks. I was telling uh, you and others before, I, I can't remember the date of the year when I first started there, but it's been I'm going to say pretty close to 20 years altogether. And uh, I am married, have wonderful wife, Martha, six children, all grown, four sons who are all married, two daughters who are single. Uh, One of them's finally moving into a relationship that may develop. We don't know. And then nine grandchildren, for which we thank the Lord. We were able to be together with all but two of those on uh, the Christmas holidays. I've been the pastor at Elvis Baptist Church since January 1st, 1986. I got saved there when I was a child of five, and it was there until I went away to Bible college. I was gone 14 years, seven years in Chattanooga, seven years in Rochester, Indiana, and have been back now for 35 years. God's been really good to us. Amen. And as we, uh, as this broadcast goes out here towards the very beginning of 2021, entering the 35th year of ministry, I so greatly appreciate from my angle, the faithfulness that you've showed. Uh, recently on the radio broadcast, I spoke to a young pastor who had been in the pastor for about six years. And what he said was his goal, regardless of anything else, numerically or otherwise, he can't wait till he can say that he's been the pastor of that church for 20 plus, 30 plus years. And that's a testament to a man like yourself that has been faithful there. And since you did mention that, what would you say for those that are listening? We have listeners that run the gamut from longtime Christians, people that have been in church, they've heard all the Sunday school stories, or those that are just now, they've come to know Christ, a few in the last few months that have accepted Christ as a result of this radio broadcast. But could you talk about that uh, that topic of faithfulness for just a moment and how you stay in the same place doing what God wants you to do for that length of time? Well, the obvious easy answer is nobody else wanted me. <laughs> there was nowhere to go. Uh, that's al- That's almost absolutely true. But when I came here in 1986, I had been gone, as I said, 14 years. The church had gone through a period of time numerically declining and actually was heavily in debt Uh, when I got here. There was little money for anything. We hadn't sent out any money to missionaries for almost three years. So I knew when I came that it was going to be somewhat of a struggle at the beginning. And I'm not a great initiator. I would describe myself more as a plotter. I can work my way through. And so I knew that from the beginning. And uh, I think that an important part is that you have to be prepared for the fact that the Lord sends some days that are days of prosperity and blessing and some days that are lean. And you have to be able to withstand the lean years as well as the prosperous years. And um, shortly after I came, I, I like this story. The year before I arrived, the Sunday school average was 194. And after our first year, the average climbed to 200. And I said to my wife, look, Martha, after 
all of these years have been dropping off since the late 1970s. I said, we've reversed the trend and we've increased in attendance. And she said, well, you have to think about it. When Brother Thompson left, it was him and his wife who left. There were seven of us who came. So we actually had a net loss of two. And so I said, well, thank you for those encouraging words. And uh, the Lord continued to bless. It grew a little bit more and then it's leveled off and kind of actually we're not at our peak time now, but the Lord has been good to us. And uh, uh, he has given us wonderful people to work with over the years. I've had uh, men that were deacons and trustees and Sunday school workers, men and women in that latter category that have just been faithful. Our music director, assistant pastor, is older than I am, has been here longer than I have, Brother Lancaster, and uh, having a team that's stable, even in our Christian school, our teachers have all been with us, um, I think all of them for 20 years or more. And so God's given us not a booming ministry, but a stable ministry and a soul winning ministry. And we're thankful whenever somebody comes to know the Lord through the ministry. Amen. That's such a phenomenal thing to hear and to know the amount of time and labor and prayers that has been, have been put into Bible tracts, but also while at the same time wearing the hat of a pastor. And that, that's more than a full-time job. It's one of those things that you're always on call. And I know these last few weeks and months have not been kind on the side of funerals and things that, that have occurred. And that, that's part of the life cycle of a church. But knowing that uh, you've been there, you, you've seen the life cycle, the generational work of the church, knowing that this is just part of the life cycle of the church is, 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 is it's amazing kind of feel to take that big picture look. It really is. It's fun because you've been around long enough to watch the little ones that were born around the time I first came. Uh, Joshua Lancaster grew up here, went to our Christian school, went to Ambassador Baptist College, and now serves full time as an evangelist. In fact, the uh, last week of December, he and his family went to Russell, Iowa, to lead a winter vacation Bible school. Amen. And uh, so it's exciting to see that, watch them grow. My own kids have grown up here and uh, still are walking with the Lord after all these years. Amen. Now you are in the, would you consider the central Illinois area, Peoria, thereabouts? And for those listeners that might be anywhere near that area or maybe passing through, tell people where you're at. Sure, we're in what we call the heart of Illinois, Peoria, Illinois. We're on the northwest side of town, just off War Memorial Drive. The address is 6301 North Siler Street, S-Y-L-E-R. We're kind of tucked back in a neighborhood, so you have to use your GPS to find us. I sometimes say nobody finds us unless they're really looking for us. <laughs> uh, we wanted to have the fire department come one Sunday and bring a fire truck over for the children to see before Sunday school. And for many years, we are located right next to a different fire station. So when they went to bring the fire truck, they took it to the old location. So you have to really be looking for us to find us. Sure. I've had the opportunity. I've had the opportunity to be there at El Vista two or three times over this year and always been very warmly welcomed in. It's amazing to see the faithfulness of the people. And, and you mentioned it and gave credit where it's due for the Lancaster and those that have raised good children and have uh, seen the Lord work through their families. It's such a blessing. Also a uh, great Spanish work there and dozens of those folks I got to preach recently with a translator. That was a great experience. And that, that those are fun things, but turning our attention a little bit to Bible tracks incorporated two decades thereabout about uh, involved very heavily with the ministry. And then the last decade or so, being the board of directors, what is your first remembrance of Bible tracks? And going back, was it was your introduction through Paul Levine, or how did that come to be? 
if I would really go back, it would be to when I was a kid at El Vista and Pastor Parks would have Brother Paul Levine come in for evangelistic meetings. And uh, he had such a unique and simple way of presenting the message, made an impression on you. You just didn't forget uh, getting to know him. And then when I became the pastor here in 1986, I invited Brother Levine to come over for a Sunday. It made my wife so nervous to have him and his wife come to our home for uh, dinner. So she invited my parents to come along uh, for that special time just to carry the conversation. And it wasn't too long after that, that the late Pastor Winnegar, who had been at Calvary and Normal, and then had gone to Maranatha Baptist Bible College and became the president there, resigned from the board. And so I was asked then to fill his spot on the board of Bible tracts. Uh, our deaf ministry has gone to the Bill Rice Ranch over the years. So we had familiarity with Brother Levine through the track ministry, I mean, through the camp ministry. And also El Vista has had a fairly significant track rack at the church and the new birth and two kinds of death and numerous tracks that Brother Levine published were on that track rack and very effectively used. Amen. And this is not something that you just have a part in where you show up for a couple of board meetings every year and, and, and field by phone calls, even though I'm sure when you look at the phone, you see Mike and is calling you. You're very, very tempted to just hit decline, but you take my calls. And I appreciate that. But this is something that you, for you personally and your church has a heart for, and that's evidenced by some of the men of your church. Specifically, I'm thinking of uh, Gail Adair. And for those listeners that may not know him or, or know of the heart that your church people have, I mean, you have this massive track rack and I love seeing it and it's always full of tracks, but there's always spots where you can tell that some of the tracks have been taken. It, it's one, it doesn't just sit there. The track rack doesn't just sit there. It's constantly being used. So talk about, if you would, your church's heart and personally the importance it has for you using gospel tracks. Brother Adair told me the other day, we need to redesign our track rack because the Bible tracks that used to fit into the slots have had a little larger print and they take up a little more space. So we may need a little addition there you uh, space go. for some of those. And that's a good thing. Um, I would say that all of the way back, Vernon Gibb was the first pastor in my life. There was a pastor who started the church and was there for just a few months. But Vernon Gibb was very much of a soul winner and encouraged us to use Bible tracts, not necessarily Bible tracts, publication right. tracts, but gospel tracts. And Brother Bloom came out of Bob Jones and Bible tracts are part of the ministry where the George Parks came and went to a pastor's conference in Hammond, Indiana, and got so excited about soul winning. I think that from the time he went there, which is around the time Hiles Anderson College was started, maybe 1972 or 73, he came home and I think for the rest of his life, which wasn't much longer, he died in a car wreck in December of 73, but I think he visited at least 100 homes a week from that wow. time on. And Bible Tracks was a part of that. Brother Thompson followed him. Bible Tracks was a part of his ministry. And then uh, our people have been very good about giving out Bible Tracks for all of these years. And so it's been a part of the genetic makeup of the church, and but it's something that you've carried on. It really has been. And a tract is such a wonderful thing because if you don't have time for a conversation, you can leave a Bible Tract. If you're nervous about getting the gospel to somebody, we had a call one time from, a, from an individual that found a Bible tract from Bible Tracts Incorporated in the restroom at Taco Bell. Somebody <laughs> had left it there. I don't know who it was, but we get them from people that find them on the city bus. And I have an idea who's responsible for that, especially yes. because you mentioned Gail Adair. 
he rides the city bus all the time and has his own ministry he calls City Bus Evangelism. And it's a track ministry. And he was so excited. I don't know if you want to go to this now or not. Please. He was so very excited. He has for years written poetry. And uh, he decided because he was using Bible tracks on the city buses, he would write his own track. And I told him, I don't think Bible tracks is printing for anybody else, except for Brother Mark Smith and Paul Levine and Mike McCurry. And uh, so he sent it over there. And he was thrilled to death when he got a notice that you're going to print one for him. I remember he called me one day and said, Pastor, I just had my first person led to Christ using the new track that Bible Tracks has printed for us. And so he's thrilled and excited about that. Amen. And to see, I've so often, and many, uh, many great men, but the opportunity to provide the right tools to the right people. I, when I'm speaking about Bible Tracks, especially for folks that may be unfamiliar uh, with what gospel tracks are, but really they're just a tool. They're just a conduit. And really it's about using the right tool at the right time. And the illustration I often use is we have a tract entitled Peace in Terminal Illness. That might not be the right tract for all the time. That might not be the one you leave with a cashier at Walmart, unless the Lord pricks your heart about that. But at the right time, I was talking to another one of the board members, his wife, actually, Pastor Crane, and uh, his wife came and said, that track you mentioned, Peace and Terminal Illness, I was at their church recently. She said, I have a good friend and neighbor that's on hospice. They don't expect him to last much longer. Could I have one of those tracks? And so for that specific circumstance, that's perfect. For Gail Adair, we produced a, a custom track um, about traveling, about being on the bus, and he wrote it himself. Of course, we made the design work with that. And because it's in the hands of someone that, that's going to use it the right way, it has great effect. And so we're excited to see that and people that have a heart for those types of things. It really has. And this may be an extreme story, but it's a true story. We meet at his apartment nearly every Friday morning for prayer. We have a group in our church called Everlasting Nation Fellowship, and we're praying especially for Jewish people and for Jewish missionary organizations. We had just sat down, oh, three, four weeks uh, maybe five or six weeks ago now, but we had just sat down to pray and we heard a loud bang outside his apartment window and got up and looked out and there was a terrible car crash uh, outside. And so we ran out there, a lady, 34 year old lady had been ejected from the car and we found her body, she passed away, found her body in the yard right outside his apartment. I went over with uh, some of the people that gathered around and one of the ladies was giving CPR to this lady who had been deceased. And uh, Gail had his Bible tracks and I'm out to people right. all around there. And uh, that's, that's a part of his heart of ministry right. and reaching people. And in those circumstances, you can engage people in a lengthy conversation, but right. you can put something in their hands that they can carry away. When right. I go through the drive-through at McDonald's, I'll say, now slip this in your pocket and read it when you get home. I don't want you to get right. fired for reading it on the job. Right. And hopefully they do. A, a mutual friend of ours, Evangelist Byron Fox, has a saying, goes like this. Do you, it's a rhetorical question. Do you know the kind of people that use gospel tracks? The kind of people that carry gospel tracks. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have them on you, you can't pass them out. And so I will say this, practically speaking, those of you that are listening right now and you don't have gospel tracks with you, 
you need to visit BibleTracksInc.org because at this precise moment, you're left without an excuse because we will print them and ship them to you, our listener, completely free of charge. That's BibleTracksInc.org. Now for me, Brother Watt, you know, many times when I'm wearing a suit coat, it's very easy because I have all these extra pockets and things. But oftentimes when I'm wearing just a normal pair of slacks or jeans or what have you, I'm, I'm always struggling to find where do I put these gospel tracks? And I've been thinking about it, beating my head against the wall. I have them all stashed all over the car and things. So when I'm in the car, I'm fine. I was trying to figure out where can I put these gospel tracks? And I really don't want them to get all dog-eared and all bent up. And so I'm just giving this as a practical application point for those that are listening. I was thinking, I was looking at my phone for a second. I said, you know, it's kind of sad. Number one, this was convicting. I always have my phone with me, but I don't always have gospel tracks. And then I was thinking, well, how about we kill two birds with one stone? I have this case on my phone that comes off very easily. And so I took a couple and they were actually the charge it, the uh, charge tracks, very small, about the size of a business card. I have a larger phone. And so I took that case off. I just put two or three of them right behind my phone and closed the case right on top. Now I try to carry other gospel tracks with me throughout the day regardless, but if I'm ever in a situation, I, I don't know. 99 times out of 100, I will have my phone on me. So therefore, right now, I'm always going to have gospel tracks on me. And so for me, that worked for me. But for our listeners, if I can tell you this, your impact for Christ is often only inhibited by your imagination. So think about the options that you have available to you. Brother, Brother Gail Adair, his first thought was not to uh, even maybe not even call 911. His first thought was somebody needs the gospel track. And I so appreciate people like that. And really, how much different would our nation, would our country be if that was the Christian's immediate thought? Amen. And I would add to what you said about ordering tracks from the website in the last year. The ease of doing that has really improved. I, uh, I used to call on the telephone and say, could I get 250 of this tract or something else? But now it's a very easy matter to go to Bible Tracks, Inc. and uh, .org. Org, yes. And... Uh, They've got a picture of the tracks. They've got an easy order form. And I'm not, I'm not the world's best online shopper, but I've learned to use that. And it's very helpful and very simple. We, we appreciate that. And that, that is for a lot of folks that are a little trepidatious. And I myself, you go to a website and sometimes it's, it's next to impossible. All I want to do is order this one thing. And sometimes it makes it difficult. And that's been a goal of ours with free tracks. We're trying to make it as quick and seamless as possible. And for those that are listening, when we say free, we mean F-R-E-E, free. You don't even have to put in your credit card information. We're not going to, you're not going to see a couple of uh, suspicious charges show up on your card. You can order those. Don't have to put any information in besides your address so that we can send those to you. And so if you would, please take advantage of that. It's amazing to hear of the testimony and, and Brother Adair sent me uh, about two or three pages, all handwritten there with some stories of gospel tracts and how they've been used. And that's such a blessing to, blessing to see. Now, kind of going back to taking the big picture look at Bible Tracts Incorporated last two decades, much has changed both culturally and in our country across the world. Much has changed in this last year, that's for sure, both at BTI and across our world. But what are some things that you've seen, even because you predate my predecessor, Brother Mark Smith, who did such a phenomenal job for the last 15 years preceding me, what are some things that you've seen change over these last 20 years of being on the board of BTI? Well, there are a number of things. One is the improvement of the of the physical appearance and quality of the tracks. 
Um, there are some tracks that are printed just in black and white that a few years ago would be fairly common in some other cultures might be common, but I think people are much more stimulated by the things they see now and the artwork and the color and the print size have all been improved on many of the Bible tracks. I think the availability of some of the tracks actually to read them online is a mm -hmm. helpful thing. I actually took the decision 2020 track and yes. copied it and put it on my Facebook page. I didn't ask for permission. I thought I'm the chairman of the board. I can do that. <laughs> and uh, had a lot of, I, I don't know that anybody came to Christ as a result of my putting it on the, on the Facebook sure. page that had a lot of people respond to it. And it was a blessing. So the uh, broadcast, your own personal podcasts and the availability of people being able to see things. Those are all good things that are happening. Amen. And uh, one of the things that we lacked in the previous maybe I'll say 10 years, was um, enough staff to work in Bible tracts. Brother Mark's wife uh, worked diligently. Nancy Howard, bless her heart, worked hours and hours. But you've gathered together a team where Austin Marriott has been uh, irreplaceable, it seems, in yes. artwork and graphics and organizing things for mailing out materials. Uh, and... Uh, I don't know if I can tell that some of the people in the office are your in-laws or uh, yes, they are people from First Baptist Church of Dwight, Illinois. Thank you. They just, it's always nice. They've moved Go in ahead. and have been able to to increase the contact with people. I know Brother Todd works with prisoners in yes. follow-up, which is something that's new this year. And there are a lot of wonderful advances like that. Amen. It, it, it is nice when my mother-in-law, who works in the office at times, part-time, that she'll claim me when people call in and say nice things about uh, about the radio broadcast or what have you, the new guy, the new evangelist, by Mike McCurry, and she'll say, that's my son-in-law, and she, she's willing to claim me. So I do appreciate that, Miss yeah, Cindy. That's, that's always a blessing. Um, but it, it, exactly to your point, the staff at BTI has been just phenomenal. You know, this last year and really a, a very tumultuous year with everything going on. But I will say thank you so much to the staff, but then also to the givers and donors, the investors of our ministry, because they haven't let, let things hit a snag. They just kept giving, kept being a part of our ministry. And we've been able to put out so many gospel tracks around the world, 900,000 of the COVID track, 250,000 of the Your Decision 2020, and multiple millions around the world. And we're so grateful for that. I'd also say personally to the board as well, I, I thank you for seeing the uh, the help that the staff has been and for realizing that. that, that that's been such a great blessing to me as well. Sure. I think I think people who give see the fruit of the ministry. And in the Bible Tracks Bulletin, which is in a brand new format in the last mm -hmm. six months, which is very nice and very colorful and easy to handle. I think the reports that are there about the response to the COVID track, the response of the Decision 2020 track, I think that encourages people. I'm giving to something that's worthwhile. It's bearing fruit uh, that will be not just temporary fruit, but eternal fruit. Absolutely. Now, looking for, towards the future, for the, someone that's listening, and I've made mention of this in the past, but it's always nice to hear it from another voice. For the sake of the gospel, for the sake of the legacy of the ministry and what we've been able to accomplish to God's glory, to someone that's on the fence about, number one, why they should use gospel tracts, and then number two, 
Why should they consider investing and partnering with a ministry like Bible Tracks? Now, Bible Tracks Incorporated is not the only ministry doing this, and we're so thankful for the brothers and sisters in Christ that are doing it likewise. And I've had opportunity to, opportunities so often to fellowship with these folks. But why should people use Gospel Tracks from a place like Bible Tracks, and why should they invest in a ministry like BTI? I think it's important to use Bible Tracks because it's a ministry of the gospel that doesn't just expire when your voice stops mm. give somebody something to take with them and to read i encourage people to read the tracks that they're giving out i don't mean read it to the individual but read it so right. you know what it is you mentioned a uh, piece in terminal illness and uh, i would want to know what's in a track before i give it to somebody during the COVID period, the two kinds of death tract, I thought was very effective because people are concerned. 300,000 people have died, but there's more than just one kind of death. And so read the track. I've picked up some tracks, not from Bible tracks, but I've picked up some tracks over the year that talk about make Jesus your friend and, and Jesus this and that, but they don't give the gospel. Right. And one of the things that's very good about the Bible tracks that are coming from BTI is that they are gospel-centered and they give a clear presentation. Brother Levine's key track, The New Birth, explains what the new birth is not, and what the new birth is, and they continually give an opportunity for a person to respond. Uh, not always is it as exactly a word-for-word -word prayer, say these words, but the encouragement is there to make a, a decision to receive Christ as Savior. And so a track can go where I cannot go and stay, Attract. I, I think many times that a tract will be read by not only the individual that's given to, but by others who have the opportunity to see it uh, deliberately, or or maybe it's right. been discarded and somebody picks it up, and it's it's a continuing witness. I think it's an important thing to use Bible tracts because you are having a real part in fulfilling the Great Commission, getting the gospel to people in every culture. I don't even know how we got it, but we got a track back from, uh, I want to say, Dyer, Dyersburg, Tennessee. I don't know how the man got the track. We forwarded the information. When we got the decision slipped back, we forwarded it to a local church in that area. And it was interesting. The track had our imprint on it. And so the response came back to us. And then we were able to connect it with the local church in that area. That's one of the things that's been strong at Bible Tracks in the last year. Uh, maybe even better than at other times is the follow-up, the contact, the connecting with a local church. And those are very, very important things. And in terms of uh, people giving to Bible tracts, there's not a lot of waste. The Bible tracts facilities are modest. The people that are working there are dedicated. They're, I'm, I'm safe in saying they're not in it for the money. They're in it to serve the Lord, and they have a real heart for doing that. And so our church has given monthly support and from time to time special offerings for Bible tracts. We hear once in a while about a special project that may come on, and we say we can have a part in that. And uh, God's been really good to allow us to have a part in that. Amen. I can't remember if I've ever given this uh, anecdote, this account from this year on the radio. And so I'll give it now. Speaking of tracks, you'll never realize the scope and breadth of impact that they can have just this year. I love the fact that I don't have to give testimonies from 10 and 20 and 30 years ago, mm -hmm. though we have dozens and hundreds of those. We have stories and testimonies of salvation just this year, so many of them. But we had a lady contact us. She lives in London, England. 
And she sent in the gospel tract that she used to accept Christ that she read. But here's the thing. It was a very old track. Speaking of black and white tracks, this track had not been printed by Bible tracks, but more than at least two decades, probably predating your time. It was the same title, same content as one of our standby tracks that Brother Levine wrote. And so she sends in this track and I'm looking at it. It has that almost grainy paper feel to it of a, of a very old piece of paper. And here's the story that she wrote a letter to us very kindly to tell us what happened. She is actually a Ghanan national. She's from Ghana. And she went 20 plus years ago to visit family in Ghana. While she was there, she was given a gospel tract by a national pastor. Happened to be this gospel tract. She stuck it in her, her suitcase, what have you, flew back to London, was emptying things out. Somehow that gospel tract ended up in a cupboard there in her flat in, in London, England. Because of the tumultuousness of this year and having to take time off of work and COVID and all these things in 2020, she decided to do some spring cleaning. This was earlier in the year. She's going through cleaning out this cupboard, sees that gospel tract. It piques her interest. And maybe she recalled that it was from 20 plus years ago. She sits down beside her bed, reads it, prays and accepts Christ as her savior. Mm -hmm. 20 something years after she received that tract in another country, and it originated right here in Bloomington, Illinois. Sure. And so, go ahead. In 2004, I had the opportunity to go to Ghana and Togo, and Pastor George Depa, Solid Rock Baptist Church and Solid Rock Baptist Bible College in Accra, Ghana, uh, was our host pastor on the first week of that trip. And a year or so later, he came to the United States, and we were able to bring him over to Bible Tracks in Bloomington. Hmm. And so he met uh, 2004, he would have met Brother Mark Smith, I think it would have been back that, that year, long ago. And uh, they signed him up then for Bible tracts. And I don't know if they're still sending them now to him in Ghana, but Very likely. by the thousands to the ministry there, and they have a number of churches sort of in their network that receive the, the Bible tracts. And so you don't know, you never know how God is going to use one contact or another uh, immediately or much later to bring right. forth fruit. That's such a blessing to hear. And there's so many other things that we could cover. But as we draw to the close of, of this interview and this talk about Bible tracks and the ministry, what are some final words that you would give to those that are listening across the country? I would encourage in a couple of ways. Number one, uh, make sure your pastor is aware of Bible tracks and have him contact Bible tracks, whether through the web or on the telephone or by email some other way, and let them communicate the fact that Bible tracts are available free as the Lord provides. Uh, they can be personalized with your church information on them. There is a little suggested charge to cover the printing cost for that, but that's, that's not exorbitant at all. And uh, so make sure that the church is aware of them and keep the tracts available for people to use them. And then I would encourage people to contact evangelist Micah McCurry. Brother McCurry uh, had been on the staff of a church in Ohio when Byron Fox told us about your ministry, and uh, it wasn't a very long period of time between conversations that the Lord led you here. I think a year ago, January, you came yes, and took on the ministry there, and you're not just a man sitting in an office writing tracts, but you're also going to local churches doing evangelistic work, and and I know that you have some involvement with the football camp at First Baptist in Dwight. And so I encourage not only the use of the tracks, but also the use of the ministry of 
Brother Micah McCurry, and tune into the radio broadcast. It's on a number of stations. I hear it most often. I have to confess, I don't hear it every day, but most often when I listen to it, it's early in the morning on VCY America, and mm -hmm. I enjoy hearing it even there. Amen. Now, if you would mention, I do want to make mention of this, you yourself have a brand new radio broadcast. I think you've been involved with radio here and there throughout your ministry, but very recently you've had the opportunity in the last few weeks, it's been playing now there in the Peoria area. Tell people that might be anywhere near central Illinois where they can listen to your new broadcast. We just started January 3rd by uh, WPEO. It's AM 1020 and then a couple of FM connections and they just started an FM uh, station 98.3 in Bloomington to reach Bloomington and Champaign. And it's called The View from El Vista Baptist Church. The Spanish mm -hmm. words El Vista mean the view. We didn't want to call it The View because of the television program by that name. <laughs> we call it The View from El Vista Baptist Church. Amen. 30 minutes, Sunday mornings, 8.05 to 8.30. Excellent. Well, folks, you would be very well served to look up that if you're anywhere near the area. And I want to say thank you so much, Brother Watt, not only for your investment of time right now, but 20 plus years of laboring, co-laboring with Bible tracts, but then having a history of, of faithfulness and of using gospel tracts and showing that example. And I've greatly appreciated your sage counsel many times over the past year or so of our ministry. And I can't say enough about you and the other board members and Pastor Mark Smith and leaving and still laboring in a good legacy. And we're excited about what the future holds. Thank you. That's very kind. And we're looking forward to good days ahead. We hope that this year that we're in now, 2021, will be much better in many ways than 2020 was. A lot of challenges ahead of us, and we just have to trust God and walk with him every day. Amen. To those that are listening, we'll sign off now. Thank you so much for your listenership. If you have a question for Pastor Watt, of course, you can contact him. Just Google a Pastor Joey Watt, El Vista Baptist Church, or you can get a hold of him through me. I'd love to, for, to pass along a question. Uh, my cell number, you can text me directly, 309 316-7240. We have people contacting all the time, whether they're looking for an accountability partner for using gospel tracts, or maybe they accepted Christ. We've had two just in the last couple of months let us know that, but I'll give you that number one more time, 309-316-7240. Thank you so much for listening to this broadcast. We'll talk to you very soon.